Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'll be your host Lee Greenwood and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. This week I want to have a bit of a chat about load sharing, why we do it, uh, what the minimum is and uh, why I think people should definitely be load sharing uh, when working in the built environment. If you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, uh, why not? (laughs) Please do. Um, follow us on Facebook as well, Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats, and we've got the website, ratac.net. Happy to have a chat with anybody who wants to reach out. You can find me uh, through Facebook or through the website, so definitely reach out if you've got any questions, you want to give me any feedback. Really appreciate having the chats with people out there, getting different opinions, so definitely reach out. So load sharing, uh, it's always an interesting one. I chat to a lot of people on training courses about it, what the minimum standard is, uh, what we should be doing and why we should be doing it. So I'm just going to sort of run through some of that stuff. You get um, a lot of people rigging up ropes, you know, they've uh, an example being you're in a training centre, you've just done a haul and a lower or something like that, and then you have to put some ropes back in place. And guys are tired, they're hanging up in the ceiling or whatever, and so they just go and clip one knot in each sling and then descend off. When they get to the ground, uh, my pretty much standard approach is I'll grab two ropes, I tie two knots in the end, so a figure of eight or figure of nine in the end of them, clip those into two separate anchors with separate carabiners, and then I say to them, right, we're going to go and work on a building in town, I'm going to rig your ropes, and you're going to abseil over the edge to do painting, building maintenance, whatever you might be doing, and I set this system up, and I uh, I ask him, I say, so you're happy to go and abseil on that? And you sort of get some strange looks from the various individuals. And they, um, they're like, no, you, you need to load share or you must load share or you should load share. Or they may say, yeah, this is the minimum standard. If they uh, give me the negative, no, you can't do it like that. I then point up to the ceiling and they um, and then they come in with their reasons why they haven't loaded. Oh, you don't have to load share. Uh, the minimum standard says that you can have two independent or interdependent points, which is correct. But then I um, try and break it down to give them uh, some reasons why we load share. So examples of places where we don't load share, um, when we're going aid climbing, we've got uh, two points. You know, if we're on cow's towers doing it the traditional way, short cow's tail may have your chest ascender attached onto it and then that's clipped into one anchor and then a second cow's tail clipped into a separate anchor. All of the weight is on one anchor and the other one is slack, and then we move across. You know, if you're using grions or whatever, progress adjusters, whatever you might be using, same thing, we end up with all of our weight on one anchor, and the other anchor is slack. The thing with that system is we're right there. We can see the anchors. We can see exactly what's going on. There is no distance between us and what we're attaching to, and we're constantly moving, obviously, as we go across. Another example, it may be that you're having to do some sort of haul and lower. It's... um, on an assessment, for example, the assessor asks you to go up and haul a casualty up. Obviously, trying to load share everything is going to be uh, could be time critical. So you um, you just go and clip in two attachments into two separate anchors. Once again, you're there managing that equipment, and it's right in front of you. So if there's any issues, uh, you're going to be aware of them and not exposing anybody to any issues. Now let's look at working in the built environment. Working on a building, you select two anchors and you clip one rope into each anchor and then you're abseiling over the edge. You get about halfway down the building, let's say it's 150 metres, so you're like 75 metres down. 
Sorry for the guys in the States, I'm not very good at converting that into old money for you. Apologies for that. But you're about halfway down the building and you're a long way away from those anchors. You're not going to see those anchors for, you know, once you get over the edge. It could be an hour, it could be two hours, it could be all day. You're never going to go back and see those anchors until you're packing up or moving your ropes for the next drop. So you've uh, abseiling down. Let's go worst case scenario. There's an anchor failure. So all of my weight's hanging on that one anchor. I'm putting 100 kilos onto that anchor. And um, and that anchor fails. So I'm now falling onto my backup device. And whatever that is, S-Tech Duck, Petsaway ASAP, whatever it might be. I'm now falling onto that. And I've got all the stretch in my backup rope that I need to deal with, however many meters that is. And then exploding lanyards, dynamic cows, tail stretching, all of that stuff. I'm going a long way. And all of that force could be up to six kilonewtons of force is heading through that system and uh, wherever it ends up going and heading towards that anchor at the top, that single anchor that we've got left. So that's not a, that's not a great day at the office for anybody involved. Um, okay, the anchor doesn't fail. People say to me, oh, yeah, well, anchors don't fail. And then my question is, well, why do we use two then? Um so let's say the carabiner fails on the anchor, same anchor, same situation. We're going to fall that distance onto our backup device. So another not so good day. And then the other way that the system could fail is um, most probably the most common reason uh, for rope failure is the rope cuts somewhere between the anchor and where the technician is. So once again, we're falling onto that backup device and we've got a lot of force going along straight onto that single anchor that's at the top now let's look at load sharing however you do it you know a couple of slings figure of eights figure of nines alpine butterflies bunnies ears whatever options you go with sections of ropes bringing it all together so we now have the sort of focal point we've now got an angle in there say 60 degrees you know we're doing some decent rigging there's 60 degree angle i'm abseiling down the building same scenario the anchor fails there may be a little bit of a swing but I'm still attached by my descender. So I haven't actually fallen anywhere. I haven't had to deal with a stretch that's going to happen in that rope. I may not have even noticed because the move or the change isn't that substantial. But yeah, now I'm on that single anchor, but at least I haven't fallen anywhere. Same situation, one of the carabiners fails, small swing again, but I haven't fallen anywhere. The only time that I'm going to fall onto my backup is if there's a mainline failure, so my rope gets cut somewhere between where I am and the anchor, and then I'm going to fall onto my backup device. So that's going to be whatever distance with all of that stretch, but that force that's going through that system is going to go up towards those anchors, and then it's going to be shared, you know, 60 degrees, so we're going to get just over half of the load, whatever it might be, going onto two anchors rather than going onto one anchor. So that's got to be a better option than having the single anchors. So... For me, that's uh, that's the reason that you need to be load sharing on your on your anchors and um, at the top of a building. Talking about the load sharing, another thing that um, winds me up a little bit is uh, when people are setting up um, rescue ready, uh, rigged for lower, uh, rigged for hauling two uh, two descenders. They've grabbed a couple of rigs, serious clutches if they're rich. And they've, um, they're working in heavy industry, let's say. They stick one sling over the top of a I-beam 
or maybe going into an anchor or whatever they've got, and then they stick another one over the top, and they clip one descender into one sling, one descender into the other sling. For me, we're in the same situation here. Um, we're loading one single anchor. Um, I ask people, why don't you load share and clip them all together? The pretty standard answer that I get is, oh, it's uh, it's harder to lower off if they're all pushed together, and so um, I'd rather not be doing that. My next response to that is, how often have you had to lower somebody off in this situation? And normally it's, oh, never. So you're not load sharing because when you never have to lower this person off, um, it's easier to do. So for me, getting everything load sharing between those two slings is definitely best practice. That's where we should be heading, getting everything uh, load sharing, less force going onto our gear and sharing the load. So yeah, so that's uh, that's load sharing um, on our anchors. Hope that gave you some uh, a bit of an insight into where I come from. I'm sure other people have got other opinions on this. Happy to uh, have a chat with anybody who wants to. As I've said, you can find us on Facebook, Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats, the website, ratac.net. And once again, uh, yeah, reach out, have a chat with me. This one's for free, as always. The only payment I ask for is if you could share this with some of your friends, let them know about the podcast that's out there. We're trying to get the word out even more, giving you some tips, some tricks, having some great chats with some people. So that'll be awesome. But anyway, for now, stay safe. I'll see you soon. Cheers.